You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I know tonight, by way of introduction, I know that the condition of this world is a mess. I know that. You do too. I know our country's a mess. I know our churches are being influenced for wrong. Graves my heart. I know Christians that are making such foolish decisions. It breaks my heart. I know it's a dark hour. However, I refuse tonight to allow the darkness of this hour to dim the brightness in my heart. I've got so much hope for America. I have so much hope for our church. You fellows and ladies that are listening right now, I mean, something's happening in this church. Well, yes, we're dealing with problems and difficulties and Really, quite frankly, we could have millions of dollars just to get us where we need to be financially. Day to day, it's so hard, right? Now, I know that we're paying, I saw last night, $7.09 per gallon for regular, and diesel is more than that. My wife and I took a ride right before prayer last night, prayer meeting, and I, I saw that $7.09 regular gasoline. I, I know it's tough. And I know liberalism is invading our churches, invading, invading our homes and invading our churches, but something's happening here. The buses are coming back and sewing is hot and, and the choir is filled and the orchestra is filled and the, the auditoriums are filled, the other properties filled and, and we're seeing things happening and God's hand is still on his work. Now, I praise God for that. I do not want anything to extinguish the brightness of my heart. Well, I know there'll be things every day this week. I know there'll be this situation and this, and it just comes all the time. But you deal with situations when they come and when difficulties come. Tonight, I want to preach a message from verse 30 and 31 on the hour that we live this is a dark hour for humanity. But may it be dark out there, but I don't want it dark in here, and I don't want it dark in here. There's, it cannot be, we cannot be led by hopelessness, by a fatalistic attitude. Verse 30 says Caleb, and of course it was Caleb and Joshua that did this, but Caleb stilled the people. You see, these people were saying that these People in that city were giants. And in fact, they said, when they brought this evil report in verse 32, they eating up the inhabitants thereof. Well, that's an exaggeration. You're trying to tell me that they're eating people? No, they were not eating people. And they're huge giants. Well, there may have been giants, but they already had the history that David killed a giant. And they said, they said, uh, uh, as we stilled the people, let us go up at once and possess it. I want you to read this next statement beginning with the word for. Ready, begin. 
For we well able to overcome it. For we are well able to overcome it. We are able. We are able. We're just able. We're able to see the buses run again. We're able to see revival sweep over this country. We're able to start churches all over. We're able to send out missions. We, we still are able to do that because God is able. We are able. I want you as independent, fundamental, separated, King James Version, Baptist people say, we be able. Say it together. Ready? One, two, three. We. Well, that was good. But I'm talking about emphatic. I'm talking about convinced. We be able. You like rather we are able? Would you rather have that? I like we be able. It sounds like I'm from Mississippi or somewhere like that or Alabama or West Virginia. Picking on West Virginia tonight where you sit, bright brother. Can't find you. Oh, right there. How you doing, West Virginia? Last time I'll pick on you. You'll be okay, won't you? I think so. We be able. We be able. We be able. Say it together. Ready? We be able. Now, wait a minute. Verse 32. The men that went up with him said, we be not able. Now, it's going to be difficult for you to do this because you're very positive people. But you have to sort of whine. It's sort of like, hey, how you doing? Fine. Under the circumstances. Sometimes I like talking to folks like that because it just humors me. Fine. How, how can we talk like, hey, how you doing? Uh, uh, is that because you can't speak or is that because you're on the last leg? Or, uh, uh. So I want you, which is not your character, to a little whine here. We, we, we not. You got to get the pooch mouth there. Ready? Are you ready? We, we not, yay, bull. Can you say that? You gotta mean it now, uh, okay? We we, 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 we we be not able. Can you try it? Here we go. Ready? See, it's pretty good. It's great. A little bit more pouty. A little bit more. Here we go. Ready? We be not able. Now you're gonna choose tonight. Are we able? We are able. Or we be not. This side over here. The bleacher seats, this row, this, this section, this section up the balcony, this section right here. You're the, we be able. We be able. And here, and here, and here, and here, we be not able. Are you ready? There's a prize for the winning team, all right? Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. We be able. I like that. Here we go. We be not able. Let's reverse it, shall we? Here we go. One, two, three. Ready? We be able. Over here. Yeah, see? I'll tell you what, I'm not going to live that God's not able. I, I'm not going to live in a sense where that, that 12 spies go out and two spies come back and say, we're able. And 10 say, we be not able. Can't do it. We just can't do it. It's just a, it's too hard. You know, Christianity is a, is we are able. Christianity is a we be able Christianity. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. The Bible says, thanks be unto God that giveth us the 
victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm persuaded neither height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. We are more than, we're more than conquerors. We're, we're not losers. We're not defeated. We're not in the, none of these things move me, Paul says in Acts. None of these things move me. Why? Because he's a we be able man. You know your friends ought to be we be able people? Be nice to them. We be, we not be able people. Oh, we can't be doing. Oh, America, America's going to die. America will never have freedom again. Uh, the country's a mess. The world's inflation is out of control. Well, sure, it's out of control. Well, the only hope we have is a different president. You got to be kidding me. That's all we need—a different president. Oh, we need a lot more than that. We need a God that intervenes in America. And a God who can uh, sweep over this country with earthquakes and hurricanes and all these other things. Now they all say global climate change did it. No, God is speaking to this country. We'd be able. We have a God that's in control of the, the weather and the rain falls on the just and the unjust. I want us to see some things about this tonight, and if you're not careful, you'll look at the stock market, and it's failing, and inflation is high, and interest rates are out of this world, and gasoline, and corruption in government, and you're going to say, uh, we're just not able. Esther didn't say that. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Bring it on. I mean, I'm going to heaven. If I perish, I perish. It was a dark day. Inflation was high. Gasoline was high. It was a tough time. And she said, if I perish, I perish. It was a bad day. This man was living as a prisoner, Daniel. He was stolen as a teenager from his mother and dad and never saw them one day of his life after that. And when he was 90 years old, later in the book, he is in the den of lions. He never got home for his teen years, his 20s, his 30s, his 40s, his 50s, his 60s, his 70s, his 80s, and now 90. Uh, and he could say, oh, we're not, we're, we're having a hard time. Well, not Daniel. Daniel purposed in his heart. I'm on the winning side. I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to eat the, drink the king's wine. No, sir. I'll eat my pulse, my vegetables. But I'm not eating the king's meat. I'll tell you that right now. If they kill me, they kill me. I think of a man by the name of David. He's a we-be-able guy. Reaches down in that riverbed, picks up five smooth stones. And he says, with this stone... I'm going to see a great victory one today. And one little stone went in the sling and sling went round and round. And one little stone went up in the air and the giant came tumbling down. You, you're going to determine tonight we leave here. How are you going to live your life? Well, we're able. We're not able. We're not able. Well, you are able. I think of the man by the name of Elijah. And, it, uh, and the king came to him and said, are you the man that troubled Israel? And because he had a God that he thought was able, he said, I'm not the man that's troubling Israel. Uh, you are troubling Israel. There's a man that believed God. I believe the man by the name of Gideon. And he sent all those 22,000 soldiers home in time. And it was left with 300. And with 300, God won a great victory. Why? He just believed, but believed God's able. We sang in high school when we were kids in high school, he's able, he's able, I know he is able, I know my Lord is able to carry me through. 
He's able. You high school kids and you Bible college kids, when it looks like everything's so hopeless, he's still able. God can turn the tide. I recall when I was in high school, and in high school we had still rules in our public school, 2,500 students, and no, no man could ever have his hair touching his ear. Never. Two boys, a doctor's son, two boys came to school just because the Beatles came in, and they didn't have long hair either, really, but just two of them. It was just over their ear touching a little bit. And the principal said, boys, I can call their name right now. You're going home. And why are you going home? Because your hair is too long for this school. You know, I, I grew up in that day then when all of a sudden all the rules went out and the dress standards went out and the hairstyles uh, were all changed and, and men began to act a little bit more effeminate. And did you know then we were in the Vietnam War and it looked so hopeless and helpless and just everything was terrible. And then eventually we, we elected, and I can remember the prime rate at 21%. And generally your, your interest rate is about 3% higher than that. And I can remember pastoring this church and Monday mornings getting as many guys as I could and line the buses up there, what is now 680 and, uh, and Trimble or Montague, whatever that road is down there, and, uh, and, and lining them up and waiting all day, all morning for gasoline. Uh, but guess what, friend? We're still here. We had Grenada, and we're still here. We had Iraq, we're still here. We had all these different Afghanistan wars, and we're still here. Uh, God's not done with us yet. We be able. We be not able. No, you don't live that way. I can't go to a Bible college because there's nobody wants the gospel anymore. I tell you what, there's more eagerness about receiving the gospel today than there has ever been. I'm at the door Sunday morning. They're coming out and said, you know what, this, this, uh, this lady, one, uh, many said this morning, one lady said, I, I just, uh, I, I work in, in, in the hospital and a lady was going to give birth to a baby a few years ago. And I want to come to this church because she was just so sweet. Just such a sweet girl. And she was giving birth to Solomon uh, Manley. And she came and he met, met the uh, prenatal doctor. And that same lady said to me, you know what I love? For a while I was living over here in 1031 Clyde. And I knew about your church. I've just been looking. I've been here and there. But she goes, I've moved over here in Santa Clara. But she said, you know what I love seeing? I love seeing your children out knocking on doors. I love to see them coming to bringing pieces of paper and I guess Bibles or whatever. I want you to know something, friend. God's not finished with us yet. I'm still believing that God's able. Tonight as we try to wrap this up quickly, we have these two men. And I want you to see a few things about these men that said we we be able. We are able. Look at verse 30. He said, for, for we are well able to overcome it. That's a declaration. I believe every one of us ought to be sounding out verbally what we believe. 
I wish every young preacher would do that. That's what this pulpit's been doing. We've been reiterating all these years what we believe about music and what we believe about preaching and what we believe about separation and what we believe about ecumenicism and what we believe what the Bible can do. And you ought to state it and restate it and say it this way and say it that way, but always say it. I believe that we ought to do that in the home. Say it. I love you, wife. I love you, husband. I love you, children. I love you, Daddy. I'm so thankful for you. Just that at Thanksgiving, I will obey you, Dad. Amen. I will obey you, Mother. You ought to verbalize. You see anything in my life, Mother? You see anything in my life, Dad? That's not right. I want you to come correct me. These men said, I want to just say something right now. I just want to make a statement. We're able. I believe you're able to live a Christian life as a teenager. I believe you're able. You just got to decide if that's what you want. Now, you can play along with the game until you graduate from high school and even go to Bible college for a semester or two, but you're going to have to come to a point and say, I'm looking at the end result. This church, you've been here long enough, you can see the end result when you walk away from God. We have examples of that. I don't say that to criticize anyone. I say it to say this, young people, you are responsible to say, I'll live for Jesus day after day. I'll live for, verbalize it. The the truth is, it's a declaration. It's a description. Look at verse 27. And they told him and said, we came into the land where thou sent us, and surely it's a, a, a flow of milk and honey. This is the fruit. You know, I think you ought to describe what, what God's doing for us. I think, I think winning side people that say we be able, they say, look at all the good things, milk, honey, look at all the good things that God does for us. Look at a Christian school we have and a college we have and bus ministry we have and opportunities to serve God and look at what God has done for us. Look at the great choir, the great orchestra, the great people. I think not only do we, de- we declare it, but I think we describe the goodness of God. I, th- I see three, it's a, it's a dogma. By dogma, we hear about religion. What is your dogma? Th- that is simply, what is your defined position of authority? Well, our dogma is this Bible. Amen. These men said, we just believe, Hebrews three twelve. We believe God can do it. We have belief in God. You either have belief or unbelief. But I, I can't preach. I'm a stutter. I'm a stammer. I'm not smart. I'm not this. I'm not that. But, but let me just tell you something. I don't care what you are. God says, I can do anything through anyone if you'll just give your life to him. Don't miss this thing. I see it's a determination. You know these old boys, Joshua and Caleb, 40 years ago, 40 years later, they're still standing. The rest of these old boys died off. It it is a determination. I'm not going to quit. I read this story this past week in the Leaders of Men book. It's a three-volume set of books of great American leaders written in 1901. My pastor gave me the book. It's in pieces now. It's so fragile. He wrote an inscription in the front of it. Gave it to me years ago, decades ago. Brother Reamers. He uh, took that book with the publications people and put it in three volumes. Every home needs those three volumes. It's presidents, it's lawyers, 
It's Secretary of the Navy. It's business people. They all write. In 1901, they published it. And then they all write about their life. And then they all give us a message. How to fail. How to persevere. The value of an idea. The importance of little things. Those chapters are just, they're just so exciting. Every young man, you ought to devour that in, in junior high and in elementary school. Just start reading those. They're so readable. They're so easy. I was reading this past week about a story of one. The year was 1831. A young boy had, uh, had, had saved money because he wanted to leave <laughs> Sorry, Brother Cooper. He wanted to leave the country and go to Boston, 1831, because there was poverty, and he, and, and he was trying to make some money. He got $4, worked for a long time, got $4, came to Boston. He heard there were jobs there, but he went the first day, and he found no jobs. He said, if I'm not careful in a short time, I'm going to use all my $4, and so I'm going to have to make a job. He just watched for a while, watched people coming and going in Boston, and he found a plank, just a piece of wood. And he said, you know what I think? I think I can go down to the docks and buy oysters there and cart them three miles back and put them on this piece of wood, and I believe people over here would sell them, would buy them. Because they have to go all the way, and I could bring oysters to there. How he ever did it, I don't know, but he carried back five buckets that day. And he laid out his buckets of his oysters on those, and he sold at the end of the day every single one. Within a week's time, he made $17, which is an enormous amount of money. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy myself a wheelbarrow. And he bought a wheelbarrow, and he would go to the docks every day and get those oysters and bring them back. And by now, he got a, several pieces of wood, and he made a stand. And over the weeks, he was so successful at this that, that uh, he began to get more wood, and he built a, like a little shack and selling seafood. You know that 70 years later, when the story was written of his life, he had become one of the richest men in Boston. He was a multimillionaire. He was the one that left in his inheritance so that the University of Boston could be established so much money. And how did he do it? The plank of wood. There has to be some determination that God can do anything but fail. Here's a boy with, uh, with just a block of wood. He became a multimillionaire. By 1891, I want you to know there has to be a determination. And then look at their defense, verse 31. The man that went up with him said, we be not able to go up for the people are stronger than we. Negative people always attack. It's not possible. It can't be done. Oh, no. You know that this is, this is California. It can't be done here. Do you know who our political people are? It can't be done here. Do you know what our gasoline costs? It can't be done. 
Do you ever stop to think that maybe God wants to get something like this done in an area like this so the rest of the country that are watching tonight where gasoline is $2.72 a gallon and we're $7.09 that they're saying in California if they can do it, maybe we ought to do it. Where there's churches that are wanting to have choirs, but they can't have choirs because there's no one to play the piano because say they've got, in California, they've got a choir, they've got an orchestra, they've got ushers, they've got men that can't sing, and if those Hey, I'm talking about the fact, I'm talking about the fact we be able. Now we'll be released from here in just a few moments. You're going to determine if we be able or we be not able. I believe North Valley Baptist Church is where she is today. A great church. Because it's been comprised of people that are not the 12 or the 10, but they're the two. We be able. We'd be able. Now I say to you, young men that are in Bible college, God's able to raise you up. And God may allow you the joy to be a country preacher in a small little city and capture that city for God. Or God may cause you to go to a large population and do your best to reach the masses. Everything has benefits. Everything has difficulties. I had the joy to be in the presence of so many of our kids this week in North Carolina, Monday, Tuesday, and they flew home. I saw that city that Brother Kobanach and he's doing such an amazing job. And our graduates, our people are doing such a great job. Now, wait a minute. He either told me there's 15,000 people in the city or 15,000 in the county. And I'm so glad that God's planted Brother Coburn out there. What, what's happening is just incredible. And he's doing such a good job. But Brother Poussin, if we not, did not let any other soul earners go out, but just the Bible distribution people this week, we'd have had over 5,500 Bibles distributed. In three weeks, we'd be done. And we try to do it again three weeks later. And, and when we have a 100,000 door campaign later this year, you, you know, in one week we knock on 100,000 doors. You know how difficult that would be in a small city? Some of you are going to go to the small country city and you ought to rejoice that God put you there. Amen. And you're going to have to figure out how to reach people in that area. But here we're with the masses. And you can say, well, in the country, it can't be done. It can't. But, but Brother Cooper, you've preached a lot at Bobby Robertson's church in a town of, of, um, of uh, less than 3,000 people. And they, have, they were having uh, 3,800, 3,900 when he was pastoring it in that town. You know why? Because with his eighth grade education, I don't say that disrespectfully, disrespect, with that eighth grade education, he just believed that God's able. Amen. He just believed we'd be able because God is able. So, so don't say you can't reach your little country town and don't say you can't reach it. Too many people can't reach them. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Tonight we'd be able. We'd be able. I, I won't tell you who, but I know there's several 
during COVID, several in our church that have paid their homes off during COVID. I, there's several, more than you'll ever know. But, but somebody told me a story about their life, how that uh, they had to borrow the money 16, 17, 18, 19 years ago, whatever it was, when the interest rate was at, I think, 7%. Hey, it's there now. And somehow when it went down, apparently they must have refinanced, but somehow they took care of it. So we'll never own a home. Why now? It, 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 it's, it's maybe going to drop. Well, I don't want my equity to drop. I want to come back up. He said, well, what if it doesn't? Then the whole world's collapsing. Because the world is governed financially from the Silicon Valley. And if we collapse here, the whole world's collapsing. So don't you worry about that just today. We be able. We be able. Because God is able. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.